0: Have you ever felt like banishing a player to the astral sea for insisting your rule interpretation was bogus? Players, have you ever felt
1: frustrated that a 19 on a perception check only tells you that there may or may not be something
0: there? Lady dwarves, tired of being mistaken for man dwarves just because you have a beard? Then this is the podcast for you. Where we take a hard look at the rules of the game, the reality of the table, and the role of the dice to solve D&D's most heated arguments.
1: This is Raw and Order. Dun-dun! Dun-dun. Friday or Easter Monday when you actually listen easter to this monday. episode episode yep mm-hmm. we were we're recording on good friday gang
0: <laughs> I was looking at a calendar and it said like maybe it was my work calendar and it had easter monday I'm like is easter monday a thing in canada
1: you f- get the day off you get monday Why? off
0: that's a I've, evidently
1: that's i don't know didn't he rise on she, sunday like isn't it yeah. done you're done you're already up you're you're up and about you don't right. need you're like, let's get started with the weekend.
0: Maybe we got to get you got to get into your cardio. You got to get the legs moving. I mean, well, three days rigor has set in, Mama. Like, like his body was. Stiffening. He's just in
1: there, like doing stretches.
0: You yeah, calisthetics, like right, aerobics, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. some mm-hmm. tai chi. I'm just, I'm just picturing Jesus with like a headband, a sweatband, doing, <laughs> like and one and two and, two, and, and one, one <laughs>
1: and two like little Richard style. Wait, no, who am I thinking of? <laughs> Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Little Richard style. Yep, just blind as a bat, just doing, doing those aerobics What are you talking about? Little Richard it's, isn't blind. Oh, that's Stevie. Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking of Richard? No, is it Stevie Wonder blind? Oh yeah, Stevie Wonder is. I was blind. thinking of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> We're, wow. just, we're so offensive today. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Not really, but oh,
1: uh, I am not sorry. That was hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god, gonna, oh my god, I'm gonna like pee myself while editing this. <laughs> oh, okay, let's bring it. Let's bring it down to earth. Oh. It's been two weeks. We have to. All yeah. the silliness is coming it out. It really now.
1: does. Ooh, so sorry that we missed you guys last week, but uh, yeah. we took we took a little breaky, and now we are back, invigorated, and evidently yeah. funnier and more offensive than ever before. So,
0: which hey, best way to be? Come back from the dead, boom, offensive, uh, offensive. You don't care. I don't care. I've I'm was dead. Yeah. So I'm gonna be offensive. now. That's
1: got to be like a blank check for whatever the hell you want to do right yeah like, and everyone knows gross. jesus
0: jesus gross. was just like an asshole who hated every <laughs> everyone it was super offensive yeah yep yeah yep. mm-hmm.
1: everyone's like he cured the lepers but instead he was actually just pushing them away mm-hmm. and as a side effect happened to cure them but,
0: <laughs> he's know. like a paladin that had healing hands <laughs> yeah. i was like fuck i didn't mean to use those points oh. on you jackass <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't like talking to the prostitutes. He was trying to hire them. I mean, he's my
1: kind of guy. He turns water into wine.
0: That's the dream. I mean, he, the dream. Jesus actually was like, he was the most hippie, liberal, hippie, dippy, like socialist. Yeah. Healthcare for all. Cult Mm -hmm. leader, whatever. Oh, sorry. 100. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What's that cult when everyone killed themselves with, with the Halley's Comet? You remember that? With the Kool Aid or, what? You know, have you haven't you ever heard oh, that yeah. saying
1: like, "Don't drink the Kool Aid"? Or You've yeah, heard but that. It, yeah. Wait,
0: but that's oh, that's what that's from. It's from a cult. Yeah, <gasps> I just thought it was because people liked Kool Aid. What? <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah. what? Uh,
1: like when they when they all like killed themselves with poison Kool Aid. Yeah, definitely I guess that's a it. Thing.
0: I guess that's it. So Jesus was a cult leader who rose from the dead. <laughs> Have we offended everyone yet? I don't think we've. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Think we've... <laughs> Who's left to offend? <laughs> <laughs> Straight white men. <laughs> hey. Untouchable. Okay. Untouchable. Unless your name is Matt Gates, in which case, fuck you. Ugh. That fucking twat.
1: In oh, which case twat. he should be untouchable because no one should touch that man
0: no he's okay we're Barf. not gonna talk okay. about it anyway what have you been up to what's going on what's shaking what's bacon shake and bake have you Sh- ever had that <laughs> i've never had it have i you? don't think
1: i've ever had it either no
0: it's funny i don't, like, I don't everyone... really understand
1: it like do you just like put meat in a bag with the thing and then shake it and then bake yeah, it? yeah
0: i think that's, li- that's that's literally that what sounds it really
1: fun and easy we should i should try that <laughs>
0: This is guys. This is not a commercial for Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake is not the sponsor. Nope. Um. I yeah you. It's like a bag of which, and also like you don't need to buy Shake and Bake. Just like make your own, right?
1: Yeah. Just I feel like that's what I. That's like what I do. Like that's how I bake chicken.
0: What do you? What do you? Okay, I don't want to talk about your recipes. (laughs) But (laughs) I I don't bake chicken because it's easier to eat microwave raw mac meat? and cheese
1: oh,
0: oh okay or, or raw meat right <laughs> raw now, chicken i like my <laughs> a just a little pink inside <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know why waiters always look at me all confused when i order chicken breast and i'm like could you just do that medium like medium yeah medium, just medium, medium, medium
0: rare <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> can you
1: imagine i just like a little pink in the middle
0: <laughs> i grew up in a family that like our hamburgers were hard ducks. yes <laughs> 100 like my family was so scared like if you touched if you Um, even looked at raw meat you would just instantly get salmonella and i was like okay do you do you wash your
1: chicken breasts before you cook them i don't like rinse them oh you don't you don't cook i mean were you were you honest about that like you don't ever cook chicken breast i have
0: before listen quarantine <laughs> i don't that's know why that's but... that's that's a reason to cook more not less <laughs> no here's the thing i cooking for me cooking is boring baking is fun cooking is boring mm. and i always it always comes out bad i'm not a great cook unless it's italian food which i try not to eat that's why i don't cook mostly ah, it's because italian food is it's like a health oh, thing I, no, for real. It's like, oh, what am I gonna make? I can make a lasagna, sure. Ooh. Layers and layers of carbs <laughs> and cheese and like, yeah. things that I don't need to be eating.
1: Oh, I love lasagna, though.
0: Uh, yeah, fuck my mouth, lasagna. Seriously, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm so hungry right now because now I'm thinking about eating lasagna.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm really hungry too. And I, before we started recording today, I, I made this like noodle thing that i bought from trader joe's and it mm-hmm. was a piece of crap so i took two bites and left See? it and it's yikes
0: what noodle thing what
1: it's like it was like red curry noodle and it's oh. i think it's only being offered for a limited time because it was on one of those like side shelves where they're well, like check us now, out and now you know
0: why it's because it was a terrible product and no one wants it yikes yeah
1: and it had peas in it and i was like red curry does not have peas in
0: it oh I was about to say, like, you're Indian. Like, are peas like part Whoa. of? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. it's true. It's true. But like, are peas in a lot of Indian dishes? Okay, but Thai I red don't know curry red...
1: is not an Indian dish.
0: So... You didn't say. Well, you didn't say Thai red curry. You just said red curry. What? What? What else would I be talking about? I don't know. You think just there's her... an Indian dish called
1: Indian red curry, and that's why Thai red curry has to have its own? Like,
0: wait, is there only VR one Thai? Cur- one color of curry in india
1: what we don't wait we don't it's... we don't name
0: our curries by color mama i don't know i'm not from i <laughs> i i don't even cook okay uh, yeah. i don't know full circle gang but but i am <laughs> all right check off we check off southeast asians okay um we only got a few more left
1: <laughs> penguins are pieces of shit <laughs> Just trying all to get right. all the
0: continents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Offending Inuits. Okay. All right. Oh <laughs> <Checking> god. <laughs> all the boxes. <laughs> Checking them all. Uh no, I honestly did not know that red curry was only like a Thai thing. I thought maybe it's th- not. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. You don't even know. Whenever I've heard
1: red curry. I have assumed that it is Thai red curry. I mean, you would know. That so is...
0: I'll trust your. Whoa,
1: opinion. you just think I'm like a curry expert <laughs> because just I'm, I'm Indian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I'm done. Never doing this podcast again. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, okay. We can't take a week off again because no, I think we, <laughs> we should become we should. ludicrous.
0: <laughs> we should do it more often. Luda. That's from, that's
1: from. That's from. Justin Bieber's baby.
0: Justin Bieber had a baby.
1: No, the song "Baby." Do you remember that song, "Baby"? Oh, yeah. I'm okay. And in the middle of the song, there's like a rap break, and it starts out with Luda. When I was thirteen, I had my first love.
0: I wonder if you, if Anna, has ever heard this song. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Oh man. Well,
1: so episode.
0: You know we're we're at two hundred and eighty four Twitter followers. We're
1: so close. If we get close to chapter one,
0: do you have you written it
1: yet? I have storyboarded the entire novel. Oh, my god! Writing chapter one. That's right. I'm so excited. It is good. I I think. uh, Like this, this thing might actually get published, gang. I think
0: I'm really proud of it. I think when you release it, we should like record it where you do all the female voices and i do all the male voices Ooh. um Ready-made and audiobook yes and then like we release those with the podcast let's do
1: it yes that sounds excellent all
0: right i gotta yeah. learn what kind of accent do amish people have? <laughs> they don't have accents I,
1: I mean they they do right like they're like the
0: i don't know they're like what yeah uh, what are they what are they like do what are what they like, it? Anna? It's
1: gonna be offensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh come on uh, my my
1: guy is an Amish. He's he's Wegner Mennonite.
0: Oh, so we changed yeah. it up then.
1: Yeah, but they also do Rumspringa, so
0: okay. We're okay. So what do they and what do they sound like? Give I, us a little I, taste. I,
1: I, not, I don't know. I don't have never <laughs> met a Mennonite. I probably have actually. They I probably... know I have because I used to go to the uh, Des Moines Farmers Market, and oh. they always like came to like sell pies and shit, and I was like, yeah.
0: yes, and they were really I'm fucking cool. good.
1: Yeah, and actually the family that I in the novel also goes to the farmers market
0: to sell pies. Oh my
2: god. Yeah, when, and they how, and they have how, a
0: carpentry business. Oh, of course, naturally. <laughs> how long into the it does the story does Anastasia factor in? Is she, she like an she,
1: No, she's introduced in chapter 2. Like she has her own storyline <gasps> that happens. Oh god, so chapter 1 is... we meet Jakob- Jakob Jakob yoder
0: yeah <laughs> yoder seriously oh my god you're such a nerd
1: uh, Yep.
0: <laughs> like that supreme court case is that where you got it from
1: i mean yoder is a really common amish last name
0: oh okay well i didn't know that
1: come, come it also self. sounds
0: like yoda which is cool <laughs>
1: oh my god should i have jacob Beach yes goes to star wars for the first time and 100 percent.
0: and and they just say yoda and he says what and so like, no yoda yeah have them talk okay scene picture this they're <laughs> in a restaurant it's his first time in a restaurant so a family behind him is talking about the mandalorian they keep talking about baby yoda and every time they say yoda he turns around and says what
1: he's like how do you know my cousin brian he was only just <laughs> born <laughs> he's a baby a- Yoda." <laughs> That's how what do, they sound like. How do
0: you know the cousin How Brian? do you know the cousin
1: Brian? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're going down. know they're to hell. not
0: gonna—they're not gonna listen to this. Yeah, but they don't. There could be released
1: people on Rumspringer that decided not to go back. That could still be really offended by listening to us.
0: Listen, okay, if you are I like Amish, how
1: I said released people
0: like they release. were in, in prison. <laughs> All, dear Amish people, do not drink the Kool Aid. Do don't not drink, drink the Kool Aid um no they they they're out on ramspringa mm-hmm. they get exposed to this podcast listen amish mennonites if you would like to be on this podcast let us know Yep, we we will tell you what a podcast Reach out to is us on the twitter on twitter do you know you don't know what twitter is oh great ask, we'll a, t- friend. We'll, we'll ask a friend they don't know what twitter is ask a friend who's not amish or mennonite <laughs> Hi, kid. I
1: imagine this like. Have you ever seen that scene in Zoolander where they're like, "Of course, it's in the computer," <laughs> and they're like, "Do they start like banging on the computer? Like, how oh, are they in the computer?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Have oh, we? We, t- have we, we got this somewhere. Wow. <laughs> I think so. If we haven't offended you, can you let us know so that we please can reach out you? to
1: us at Raw and Order D and
0: D. Um. Well, if we haven't already lost all of our listeners, there's at least one we haven't lost. And she's going to join us on the show today. So excited. Yeah. We have our, our listener and friend Sarah joining us. So um, so let's
1: get her here. Let's get all going. Right.
0: Let's get her. Let's get her. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Okay. Oye, oye! The Honorable Chief Justices Joe and Anna, and Visiting Associate Justice Sarah of the Supreme Court of DND. All persons having business before this court are admonished to draw near, give their attention, and on the third day get ready to rise again. For the court is now sitting. <laughs> 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 Do you like that, I just added a little, uh, a little flair. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello. welcome, Sarah. We're so happy to meet Yay. you too,
1: and all We're the so
2: audience. Hello, you.
1: internet. our vast internet
0: our vast and but not that vast audience
1: the whole of the internet is here and we are very excited to have sarah as our special guest today because she shock of all shocks you guys we didn't already know her and (gasps) she is not (laughs) Well, she is our friend now, but she wasn't already before we started doing this. We found her on the massive and vast internet. She came to us through Twitter, uh, happily agreed to collaborate on this episode. We're so thrilled to have you, Sarah.
2: Yeah, thrilled to be here too.
0: (laughs) Yay. Um, Well, great. Well, do you want to maybe start out with how you got into tabletop games and D&D?
2: Sure, and it's actually going to be a little bit serendipitous with Easter being right around the corner. Because the wonderful friends I made that introduced me to the wide world of tabletop RPGs, after my boyfriend had been pestering me about it for years, he's like, hey, you'd love this. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's that thing they made cartoons about back in the 80s? Like, I, I, I don't know. But um, but no, I was trying out being a manager for the first time in a retail environment for an Easter Bunny booth. And oh my my, de- <laughs> my soon-to-be dearest friend, Hawk Johansson, was my Easter Bunny. And he was just so perky and fun and lovable and made weird jokes. But then I started getting the references with Geeky Things in a gaming scenario. I'm like, oh, is that that thing you're talking about? He's like, yeah, my friends play this thing called Abney Park Airship Pirates. Would you like to give it a shot? And I learned about how there's this wonderful steampunk band out of the Pacific Northwest called Abney Park that writes wonderful lyrics about its pirate adventures in a steampunk era, much like Eberron and D&D that's awesome and they had their own system they had their own books they had novels they had art they already had a stack of like six cds and this really awesome dm named chris showed me that world i fell in love with it i made this badass pirate lady and everything just kind of spiraled from there they showed me DD. they showed me fake core um like learned all my bells and whistles and after a while, we finally got a DD and d homebrew game going on, mixed with other people's homebrews based on Final Fantasy and all sorts of other video games. And I, I made my first cleric elven lady named Diana Starflower. I was enthralled. Ooh. We finished a campaign there. Um, and then about six or seven campaigns later, I really just sunk my teeth into D&D once the Guilds of Ravnica book came out. Mm-hmm. And my, <laughs> my DM friend, Hawk... He allowed me to play a ponykin from the Segway world of My Little Pony: Friendship is Magic. They had written, I was a they had, the it's basically a fae, but the ponies from My Little Pony. Oh my God. So, because he and I were humongous fans. And it was super popular at the time. And he's like, Sarah, do you want to play a Pegasus? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. So I rolled up Devamani Deosil, the Jeweled Wind of the Gods, basically Rainbow Dash (laughs) 6.3, who got thrown into a chaos portal by the entity known as Discord, who's a chaos god, basically. And she landed in the Boros Guild, which for the MTG people, they know that is like the hardcore military guys who worship their god. It's all about the sun. And I'm like, hey, that fits you. She worships Celestia, sun god. Okay. um, But yeah, we had epic adventures there, finished a campaign, kicking Nicol Bolas's butt, who's like the big end-all, be-all dragon in that those universes. And now, fast forward to... I just finished a Horde of the Dragon Queen campaign for our channel, Prison Blade Gaming, on YouTube. Check us out. Uh, About 22 episodes there. Where I played Aerithin, a tiefling warlock who was all about Mephistopheles and being a salty bitch. And and, um, we just hit pause on season one of our Ghost of Saltmarsh campaign. And on every other weekend, I run a Lasers and Liches double header campaign with two teams of five players minimum. And we are exploring the Retroverse as designed by Snickles Socks on Twitter. I apologize if I said that cor- incorrectly. Um, and his book, um, Lasers and Liches Retroverse 2.5, is available on drivethroughrpg.com. So for anybody who wants to check it out, but he made all sorts of new worlds based on modern nostalgia of the eighties and nineties video game worlds. Um, I've got a, my old player character, Odessa Opal is a little unicorn <laughs> made a warlock. I'm deal. sensing a
0: theme here so. You guys I try you can't see this but she definitely ways. has try- a unicorn
2: in the background <laughs> of her house right now. So. Yes, that was a wonderful <laughs> gift from my partner Alan um for Christmas. But um yeah, they're uh the players are doing awesomely, like going on a big quest to knock out the Tiamat proxy dragon in that world and um, it's just been insane. I'm about to go on my seventh year of just being hardcore gaming and my first full year of DMing.
0: Wow.
1: I understand well, like every other word of that.
2: <laughs> it sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, will yeah, <laughs> send safe you the links. I will put them on yeah, the bio. Of the three of us, Sarah, you certainly have by far the most experience with tabletop gaming. So oh, thank um, you. I'm excited to learn from you through oh, this sure. Um Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, and and how about just sort of what do you do for work? Hopefully you're not a lawyer because uh, that would just be sad.
2: No, my, you, my mom you deserve got, to be happy. Yeah, my, my mom got the poli sci degree, but my older sister did used to joke around that I ought to be a judge because I used to think I was always right. But, uh, no, these <laughs> days after <laughs> years in retail, I am working at a print solution shop for a big insurance company where I print nice. off the big manuals that tell you, hey, is this doctor in your network? Go there. So oh, awesome, okay. but yeah, it's 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 a book printing shop right now. Everybody's got to get by through the pandemic and stuff. So yeah, sure, we'll yeah. see what happens. And
1: so, and you're coming to us from Tennessee. Yeah. Yes. we mentioned yep. that before. Yeah, Chattanooga yes. is
2: that big town you stop on on the way to Atlanta, or you get the cheap <laughs> flight. <laughs> but we got rivers, we got aquariums, we got culture, it's, it's we got things, it's yeah, we got, we got yeah. stuff, <laughs> and lots of traffic. <laughs> Oh, they will never stop oh. working
0: on i seventy five. Well, Sarah, we're so thrilled to have you. Thank um, you. uh, and uh, so for today, the uh the court will not be hearing any cases today. We're just gonna sit back and we're gonna chat in our what what do we call it? Uh, our
2: judges' chit chat
0: yeah. corner, judges' room, judges' Jackson. quarters.
2: whatever you want to name it or the fans can pick it out when you hit 400 followers
0: (laughs) yeah there you go oh that's
2: that's so good oh my god
0: already improving improving you have paid for
1: yourself 10 times over and we're paying you nothing so yes
0: um, all right. So Sarah, you had a few um uh topics that you wanted to discuss, so um, we're gonna jump right in all to right. those. Sarah, uh, Anna, do I read those or I think do I you read, read them? those. Okay. You yes. guys keep so, swapping
2: every other episode. Yeah, it's we can good. we
1: can swap, but uh, <laughs> I'll read the first one. And it is about death saving throws. So <gasps> yes, so we were um you raised this topic as to like whether the player should roll or should the DM roll. To kind of add the suspense add a little drama and we expanded that to like the high drama roles you know the really really big number high Mm -hmm. drama roles who should be rolling those and uh why yeah so sarah uh why don't you give us your thoughts
2: Yeah, I actually started pondering this once I got more clips of Dimension 20 actual plays Mm. and like the big like Dice Tower of Doom that that fellow uses. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's awesome. Brennan Lee Mulligan. Yes, Mm yes. Joe's favorite. (laughs) Once again, we mentioned him (laughs) on this podcast. But but, yeah, like I I see you quote him a lot. So I did my research. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I. I appreciate that in an actual play that plays better for camera because it not only is it still transparent for the whole group to see like no fudging dice, no cock dice, nothing like that. But um, also that's his like little flair to add drama for Mm -hmm. his party. That's what they want. Now in my, my personal games through discord, I've realized that when we use roll 20 for death saves, Yes, everybody can see it, there's no doubt about it, and we kind of play accordingly. But the bigger debates I've heard in fandoms has been, okay, well, if you kept those as GM roles, or if you kept those as, like, okay, the player rolls it and just shows to the GM privately, then you've got a chance for some really intriguing story drama. Because... Let's say the player had already talked to the GM about, "Hey, I want to make another character," or "Hey, this isn't working out," or "Oh, like I've got to leave the game, but I want to do it in like a surprise way." And in
1: the most mm. dramatic way possible, yeah, I want to like, die, sorry,
2: to die. <laughs> or what's really intriguing from the Guilds of Ravnica book is, depending upon the DM, you can have this ability called the Planeswalker ability for your character. Which is kind of like the special thing that's homed in the card game and now is a part of D&D. Where this special thing called a plane spark can unite with your character's soul and allow you to plane shift. But the way my DM has been doing it is the only way you can get a plane spark is if one, like A, you have been born with it and it hasn't been activated and it can't activate until you die. Like, zero hit points, three death saves, you die, Mm -hmm. the spark activates, you plane shift somewhere completely different, whole new plane, you may not have even, even heard of it, and you figure out how to get back to your home plane, or the way that my Pegasus Pony Paladin got it was her friend, this beautiful druid, decided, hey, I want Devamani to be able to go home. And the way the DM interpreted that was, okay, Devamani's on her home plane, this is a place where plane sparks exist, Devamani's gonna get a plane spark, and she poofed into another, like, whole plane of existence. Was lost for about a good hour, and then figured out how to plane shift (laughs) back, and came back, and her friends were like, what the heck happened? I'm like... I don't know. I teleported somewhere. What the heck happened? <laughs> and the best that my character could fathom was like, oh, she had been banished or something. But mm-hmm. no, it, it turned out to be a really interesting plot device to come back to. So it, I really like that it has the flair for drama. I want to try that mm-hmm. out when I start another campaign. I think it would be a really good positive thing to do. Just so, like, that way in, like, let's say it's the middle of combat, like, d- your tabaxi lady falls down. We don't know if she's oh. alive or not. Okay, if we don't know that DM, that death save role, then yeah, more than likely, more of the party's going to be focused coming over and saving your furry behind. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than, oh, we know she's fine, let's just go ahead and keep beating up on the baddie or setting up right. this other spell. And She'll be fine! Realistic? Like, right? I, like... I, I don't really... I, I understand that dynamic and transparent gameplay, but I'd rather be the drama person. But that Job? that's that's me.
0: Yeah, so I think I, it's such a good question because it, it gets to the heart of the effect that metagaming can have on a game. And there's some people who like say, oh, I don't really care about metagaming, whatever. And that's fine. Um, but I started following that exact approach where, where death saves specifically, um, I don't roll them uh i I guess i would if a character wanted me to If, if the player said i don't want to roll this you roll it i would and let them know what they got but um i have a homebrew rule that says when you make a death save you message it to me privately um or tell if we're at the table tell it to me privately and only i and the player know what they rolled um and it's for that exact reason sarah that you said uh that it it, it, it creates more realistic tension in the game. If someone's down, you don't know what they're making on their death saves. The only thing you know is if they flat out stop breathing or if they come back up with one hit point. Um, So it's much more exciting to be like, I need to go fucking heal that person. Or if your cleric or druid or healer falls, it's like, fuck the one person who can <laughs> heal everyone just fell. We got to get that person up. Um. Yeah, so, so Anna, you currently play in a campaign where you yourself have had to make these death saves in yes. private. Um, what Call are your campaign, thoughts?
1: I think I've had to make death saves in all in, three well, of the campaigns that I play. Right. I've, I've been down a <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I actually, I didn't know that they were supposed to be rolled in public and that everybody was supposed to know. I thought it was supposed to be like a private thing that you only oh, told yeah. your DM, because that's the only way that i played all of my DMs do it like that, because so does Clint. Um, and I, I love that idea. Like I I thought I think it's great that only me and the DM know, and that like the rest of the party is like frantically trying to save, save me and and bring me back up. I actually <laughs> love even more the idea that only the DM would know because I'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm gonna sit here in anxiety, and I don't even know. Like I'm <laughs> I'm hoping the rest of the party comes to save me. I have no idea, and then. I do think that, like, if I have two fails, then the DM has to be like, do you want me to roll this? Or do you yeah, want to roll yeah. this? Because that, that's if, fair. if my character's about to die, I probably want to be the one responsible.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, and, uh, it, this not, is probably one of those not things
1: forever that... forever bitter against the DM.
2: Yeah, this is probably one of those things that needs to go on the RPG consent checklist. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right, right. How 100%. much power do
2: you want over the Reaper? <laughs>
0: No, but it's such a good – and it really does change things. I remember playing in-game – and I guess, you know, Anna, to that point, like I guess the rules don't necessarily specify, to my knowledge, that it, the role needs to be public or private. Sure. But, um, but I, I think a lot of people have, have instituted this homebrew rule that you make the role and just tell me what the role is because we don't want to have people say, oh, you've already succeeded twice. I don't need to worry about you. I'm going to go do damage. Right. It's it's we want you to keep the role play going through combat. And that's one way to do it.
2: Yeah. Rules as written. I've got it here as y- you, the player, make the rules. There's nothing specifically stated about whether or not it has to be public. It just says roll a D20. If the role is 10 or higher, you succeed. Otherwise you fail. So, yeah, you could just be sitting at the table rolling Nobody yeah, like knows what the heck's going on. You have to tell and then you and just fl- see and see you just flag the DM when they're like, "Have you gotten three of a kind yet?"
0: Right. So, yeah, that it's yeah, it's that's
2: spoopy.
1: I feel like the DM probably needs to know, though. <laughs> yes, yes, that
0: yeah. That, that I, well, and that's interesting. And so, Sarah, w- what about specifically the the sort of offshoot that only the DM knows?
2: Yeah, then it's one of those. Okay, you can. I'm usually more of a benevolent DM. I'll let pillars know, like, yeah, they're not moving. Yeah, you don't see their <laughs> chest
1: rise. They seem to be dying more and more. And yeah, all that she's blood seeping out of their
2: wounds. She's getting a little pale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, my... I, I've There was one time where my warlock got knocked down really bad by a neon dragon from this retroverse. And mm-hmm. she had failed two saves. She was, like choking on a neon cloud of gas and luckily the f- a fighter came up and was just like yeah she's down too i i gotta go for her and he double dashed and fed her a healing potion but if he hadn't known like i I could have a whole new character right now and i i it would be interesting if the dm would give a clue but i have never been that anxious party. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's completely up to the party. I I just love that theatrical drama because that seems to be what my group wants.
0: Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah. And I think... I think there is something to be said for the DM playing a part. So I, I have some homebrew rules on, on character revival. So when a character is dead, I basically took Matt Mercer's rules that he uses in Critical Role and adjusted them and tweaked them. And basically the rules say that, the homebrew rule says that the, the player can make the final role. So whatever, whatever player is casting the spell has to meet a certain um Uh, ability check score but uh the the rule specifically says the player can ask the dm to do it for them so um uh certainly i think that there's something to be said for just like letting that just be out of your hands because in that moment it's kind of like yeah this it's in this sense it's like it's really up to your your god or or whatever you know magical force is actually at play casting that spell right
2: yeah, so. we, we've had a cleric or two meet their god and be like, it's not your time yet, Flick. <laughs> Get back there! <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a quest for a reason.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: All right, well, let's move on to discussion topic number two. I think you also brought this one to us, but the best and worst cantrips and the best and worst spells. <laughs> oh, and man, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you have you have opinions about this. Yeah, here, <laughs> here's my this. hot take for a second. Okay.
2: I'm so ready. Let's hear it, Sarah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm always gonna be a big fan of the best spells being kind of combat-ish related, like with haste and fly. Those are my bread and butter. But I found this gorgeous gem that I hope one day I get to cast called Crown of Stars.
0: I was just looking at this it the is other a day. Level
2: it is- <laughs> Seven, evocation, where you get seven star-like motes of light appear and orbit around your head until the spell ends. You can cast a bonus action to send one of these motes streaking towards your one creature or object within (laughs) 120 feet. When you do so, it's a ranged spell attack. On a hit, that target takes, drumroll please, 4d12 radiant damage. Whether you hit or miss, that moat is expended. The spell ends early if you expend the last moat. If you have four or more motes remaining, they shed a bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. If you have one or three motes remaining, they shed a dim light for 30-foot radius. At higher levels, the n- number of motes created increases by two for each spell slot above seventh. A sorcerer, a warlock, or a wizard can cast this. I have been dreaming about the spell since I first found it. I just, just
1: need the to... visuals
2: alone of being oh surrounded gosh. by floating I, star am modes. am me <laughs> (laughs) geek at my heart like ever since I looked up at constellations and learned about all the myths and shit and (laughs) I'm just like I cannot wait for the day where I can cast this spell and look amazing (laughs) as well as now thanks to the Tasha's Cauldron book and so in other extended UA now we've got these star druids that Mm. can look like the stars and cast spells based off of what constellation they're channeling and the mythic book of theros they've got the nixborn that are basically like an idea came to life so you could just morph all of this around and be beautiful
0: now i what i want to see is your one of your (laughs) pony-esque characters that is that's like a multi-class star druid but also gains access to this spell so it's just like a a living constellation yes. with stars spinning around yes. its head. Thank you. That just <laughs> that is blinds the everyone.
2: That yeah. is the Friend motif. or foe, uh, everyone's blind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, is, there is a reason why my handle on Discord and so many other emails throughout the years has been Night Star. Like the there night sky and then star because. I have just been enthralled by how, like, humanity for eons has looked to the stars for guidance, and we get so many server stories from them, and yes, I'm crafting some sort of character, be it pony or not, to inhabit that <laughs> motif. One, yeah, you one, need one to play... Days,
0: you need to play in, like, a game where you're a 13th or 14th level character, like a one-shot oh. or something, where you can, like, just get that spell if being only. your... I'll, yeah, I'll
2: get there. Yeah, yeah. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days, Alice. What?
1: So, what is Joe's favorite spell?
0: Oh, my God. Well, I have to pick just one?
1: Well, no, you don't have to. Yeah, well, but. current phase. But we're talking about the best right now. Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Sure. Oh, man. Oh, um, Okay. <laughs> I, well, okay. So the question was favorite cantrips or spell. Well, best, Uh, best,
2: worst mm -hmm. spell, best, worst, cantrip. just hot take.
0: Okay. Okay. Worst. You can have more
2: than one. No one is
0: going to yell at you. Worst. Okay. I just like to follow the rules. Worst cantrips. Number one, shape water. Cause why? (laughs) It's just, I've never seen someone use it effectively. Um, So yeah. And the second one. True strike. Unless you know you're going to be going into combat and your DM allows you to cast it within a minute of combat starting, it's not going to be useful. Yeah. Um, best cantrips? I have a list because <laughs> yeah. I could. I started making one and I was like, I can't pull away from this. Okay. If you're a druid, Shalala. Shalala is such a good spell. Um, it just allows you to do great melee damage when other you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Um, Eldritch Blast? Force damage, pretty much nothing is resistant to it. You get up to four beams and it's character level based not warlock level based So or class level based. Um, so and this, so the damage increases as you level just like all other cantrips. Um, uh, message, because who doesn't want a walkie talkie? Mm-hmm. Toll the Dead, because Toll the Dead does a D12 of necrotic damage on a failed save which is f- if, the, if the creature... Yeah, if the creature has lost health and it's a 60-foot radius, like, amazing. Uh, Create bonfire because it's a lot of fun. And guidance because you get that plus a d4. Yeah, I'm a fan of
2: prestidigitation. I have lo- oh. I have made so many like NPC friends just by being like let me clean you up a little bit. Let me, <laughs> yeah, are you let kidding me? Like the, cherry blossoms and The role player yes. in me
1: was like favorite cantrips: thaumaturgy, <laughs> prestidigitation, because that is all just like out of combat, having a good time doing weird shit yeah love that yeah and my worst cantrip was also true strike which i took (laughs) as a uh dragonborn bard because i was like cool i'll get to know everything about the enemy and then i was like when the fuck do i use this effectively never oh yeah Yeah. okay Uh, i haven't
2: used these because my characters just haven't had access to them but magic stone my crossbow does more damage than magic stone come on okay
1: no we have a druid (laughs) in our in our game, and okay, so I don't know if you've listened to the most recent episodes, but we just came out of a twenty-four hour battle. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, damn. so it, okay. it didn't it didn't last twenty-four hours, but okay. we were like we were on alert for twenty-four hours and played I think five or six different Individual battles pilots. without a long rest in them, oh, and our no. druid was was creating these magic stones okay. and, like, handing them out to people okay. to take care of. And they were very effective and fantastic. Yeah, okay. so, and ma-
0: yeah, fan. magic stone, is that I, it, it, it requires the right circumstances. But for a druid, especially, or for a class that doesn't have a lot of good ranged options, magic stone is mm-hmm. actually pretty baller. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and
1: most of our battle was ranged. So it was really, really handy for him to be handing out those uh, magic stones. And I'll also say mage hand is one of my favorite
2: uh, Oh, yeah. yeah that so, that's always for handy sure. <laughs> for sure <laughs> yes so, I know. yeah Anna. what about spells yeah, yeah spell wise okay. so worst i would just because they have been the bane of my character's existence slow and teleport because if the baddies have cool. access to slow and teleport slow you're you're just running in mo- figurative molasses you can't do anything your you are your, your reaction. So you're talking about dead. spells you
1: don't want used against you. Well, right. It's That's a good spell.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm good a little biased. I'm sorry. But it has become a running gag in all of our Prison Blade games where we say goddamn teleporters when the baddies are just like, no, I don't want to fight you. Bamf. And like, i was
1: like teleporting sounds
2: amazing what do you mean that's your worst it, spell it is nice <laughs> don't get me wrong but to Ed, i realized both of those spells it takes a while to get to them unless you're mm-hmm. a wizard and yeah. i'm just like c- c- come on give me something faster like if i want to if i want to get 50 feet from point a to point b i'll be riding my freaking flying broom please
0: like, like, I don't have to yeah. bam.
2: I'm just going to fly and close. Yeah. Force, now.
0: force your DM to give you a flying broom. Think, <laughs> obviously.
2: Well, he broke mine in the last campaign. So I'm going to have to get another one. Oh. Yeah.
0: I well, they- What about, what about you, Anna? What what are your worst and in- and favorite spells
1: so okay so like when i was reviewing the spells you know i i was paying attention to their level because i'm like what's realistic for me to actually say is my favorite spell because what am i actually going to be able to use while i'm playing and how long will it take for me to get something like a seventh level whatever whatever mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll say like at, at a basic level low level spells that i love bless is among them mm-hmm. It's just oh god, it's such a good spell. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's so good. There you go, uh, buddy.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and like cure wounds. Oh yeah. Always so nice to have in your back pocket. And okay, because my dragonborn bard, <laughs> my lovely Jin, I love him so. Um, Liam in his tiny hut. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like the most spell. incredible Who thing doesn't want a magic ever tits? invented. <laughs> Magic 10? i pop all. that hut out like literally every long rest. Yeah. Don't yeah. I, Joe? But
0: I, <laughs> you, you, oh, no. Oh, of course. If you have access to that spell and you're not doing that, you're insane. Yeah. Like, you need to be casting Liam and Sunny Hut constantly. It's yeah. so good.
1: Yeah. I, um, yeah. And I didn't even realize before I started playing that character that because it was a ritual that I don't even use a spell slot for it. I was like, Oh, boom, done. Every single time, anywhere we go, Liam and Tiny yeah, Hut.
2: This is the reason why I took Pact of the Tome, so I could cast spells like that and not burn there slots. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. love my grimoires. They are beautiful. Um,
0: so I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you, Anna, for favorite spells, both Liam Tiny Hut. And honestly, Bless, I think is probably one of the best spells in the whole game. Mm. Um, uh, and it's a first level spell, which is insane. Um, I'm also going to throw in there Find Familiar. Pretty much all all of my characters in some way or another will get that spell. It is just because having a familiar is so freaking useful. Mm. It can do so many things both in combat and in role play. And it just, it just I don't know, it just enhances, enhances the game so much for me. Um, wh- what would and- be
1: worst for you, Joe?
0: Well, well hold on. One more spell. I'm going to actually quarrel a bit with Cure Wounds. So... I think Cure Wounds is actually a pretty mediocre spell. And the reason is because I think Healing Word is vastly superior. Because of the range? Because of the range. And it's a bonus action. So if you think about it, if someone's down in combat, right? So we just talked about people going down. If someone goes down, all you have to do is get within 60 feet and use your bonus action. And they are back up. That's Um, fair. Whereas you're never going to reach reach them if you're 100 feet apart unless you're like a monk or, you know, a rogue or, or that has, you know, uh, an insane speed. Or you speed. <laughs> well, Right. Or, <laughs> right. or you teleport. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like it, it just requires it, – it, it's a good spell out of combat if you just need to like juice someone up. But like you still have the potential to roll a one through a four with Cure Wounds. Sure. I'd much rather just rely on – uh, healing word and if you have a high spellcasting modifier that's like a plus four or five automatically yeah um worst spell um you know it's hard because there are a lot of them that are so situational yeah
1: um okay i'll give you mine i'll give okay. you my worst spell, yeah yeah, 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 think. yeah okay so this is really a random one that i was like flipping through the book this is eighth level so by the, by the time you get to 8th level, I want it to be, like, something amazing and cool. But glibness? Have you heard of that spell? <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the useless piece of shit is uh, that piece I, I, of crap? I, I, I
2: could I debate you with that. But Go can, for it. Let's right. bring it l- on, l- Sarah. L- l- let, me, let me bring it up. Tell me about what. At you... an 8th level. 8th yeah, level spell. Anna, Come Anna,
0: what, what does glibness do?
1: Glibness. Okay, until the spell ends when you make a charisma check. You can replace the number you roll with a fifteen. Okay, get the hell out of here. Additionally, no matter what you say, magic that would determine if you are telling the truth indicates that you are being truthful. So you can lie.
0: That's amazing. Are you kidding me? For because a you rogue blame.
1: For a rogue. For, yeah. Oh my god. Well,
0: but a rogue's never gonna get okay, an eighth okay. level. Or for, spell. For
1: yeah, baddies. that's my point. Like by the time you're powerful enough to be getting and and actually casting eighth level spells you're and, and if you're like charisma modifier is your spell casting whatever modifier uh, then right. your charisma is already sky high and 15 is like nothing
2: okay so let's say I, I can see this being used for baddies more than players unfortunately like this is a gift sure. to the dm to be like okay your baddie's stuck in a zone of truth the, the the pcs are trying to figure out something like eh cast glibness on myself if they don't have me magically restrained you have no idea if I'm telling the truth or not. You can't insight check me. You can't magically determine it. That, that, that's just a thing that's a gift for the DM. If I'm, the player doesn't want to use it there for aren't nefarious. Uses for
1: it. Yeah. I'm saying that by the time you get to eighth level, I want it to be cooler than I can now yeah, lie. Why, why, why for do a I while? just want to lie when
2: I can crush <laughs> you with a meteor? Exactly! Right. <laughs> that's, that's one of my DM's favorites. It's just. Ah. Okay, is my villain gonna die in the next two rounds? All right, meteors. <laughs> like,
1: thanks, DM. Time to wrap it up. <laughs> I will. I will talk about one more of my favorites. Sure. Um, it's grease. Oh yes. Switch. That For, like, is a favorite literally one no of other players. reason than the optics of oh, so people gosh. like slipping and sliding yeah. on a greased floor. <laughs>
2: that or setting it on fire. Instant wildfire. Yes. <laughs>
0: Alright, I think I I think I yeah, Grease Grease can it, see, again, a very situational spell. It's like Fog Cloud. I was I was tempted to yeah. say Fog Cloud because it it sucks, but it, it could actually be really good if you're trying to distort someone's, you know, vision, right? Mm-hmm. So like maybe out of combat, that could actually be a really cool spell. I think I found it though. It's from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. It's called Skill Empowerment. It's a fifth level spell, and it uh it's for artificers, bards, sorcerers, and wizards. So <laughs> uh it's a one hour concentration spell you're mag- uh you touch a willing creature and give it expertise in one skill of your choice so you just give oh. someone expertise in a skill for an hour as a fifth level spell 5th <laughs>
1: like, level spell like I just fucking cast there.
0: guidance like just cast guidance on them and Lame. and and hel- use the help <laughs> action
2: you're gonna Le burn us. A... some the comic book guy lame, lame. You're gonna you're gonna
0: waste a fifth level spell slot <laughs> on that.
2: Spell <laughs> Why can't I just morph you into something? That's a better
0: show. Done, <laughs> Um Other great spells. Honorable mentions. I have to just uh, sure. moonbeam. Oh, moonbeam. moonbeam.
2: Yeah.
0: So fucking good. Yeah. Uh, and guardians. I bet guardians. Sarah loves
2: that one. Wow. <laughs> I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a lunatic. I mean, I can't deny it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Um. Uh. Spear guardians and spiritual weapon oh. for clerics. Oh. oh yes. Beautiful spell. Yeah, I've only done paladins,
2: um, so it's it's been a while since I've played a D and D cleric. I, oh. I gotta craft oh. that.
0: There are some paladins that can get spiritual weapon
2: okay so this isn't
1: a particularly like phenomenal spell or anything but the one time i played the life cleric um for our halloween one shot Mm -hmm. i got to use animate dead to just like make some bones on the ground come to life and then be like my pal walking around and i was
0: like this is a blast this is amazing (laughs) yeah it can definitely be a great spell. I, I'm playing, of course, the cleric and necromancy wizard. Um, and they get to, for for every time you use that spell, you get to, uh, raise an additional body, and they're stronger oh, at higher levels. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, awesome! Such a good question. I yeah.
1: know hey, that was such a fun discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we I think we have time for yeah. for one more discussion topic, oh, and I thought yeah. we could all go around the table and talk about our best moment of glory yes something that happened either when you were a dm or you were a player that has stuck with you stuck out and we would just love to hear your moment of glory so oh, sarah we'll start with you what what is
2: this the, the one moment that stands out above all else it, it's a really hard tie in my ravnica campaign um where again my My Pegasus Pony Paladin. I love Uh, onomatopoeia. There is this wonderful encounter where we had been building up a mini boss named Tybalt. um, For the MTG fans, yes, that Tybalt. um, Who is this, like... I forget if he's actually a demon or not, but he was basically in the process of becoming a demon to serve Nicobolus. And Mm -hmm. he had slayed my pony's mentor Aurelia this gorgeous war angel and lured us off to this horrible cavern where it was me and the fey bard guy trapped in a wall of fire like duel of the fate star wars level <laughs> stuff and he's got my my paladin like hurting horribly she's like she's on her last 10 hp and she's holding her Holy Avenger sword barely with one of her like hooves because we had engineered a thing to do that. <laughs> and um, she, yeah, she was a Pegasus. She wasn't magic. So she had to have a special holster. Anyway, um, she's ho- barely hanging on her Holy Avenger. Tybalt's gloating, doing the full villain monologue speech as he's about to rip out her soul with a spell. And by miracle of miracles, I make the save by one because and because the bard had blessed me and i'd like he had made this big speech about how your party will weep for your death and i'm just like nobody's <laughs> dying today you red bastard oh! she gleans gets the light to reflect off her sword blinding the dude and then manages to carve into his chest and just getting his heart oh, to wow. turn into ash from all the radiant damage and like I I have dreams about that encounter. I, I want to see it animated. I want to like put the John Williams score to that moment. I mean, it was just That's mind awesome. Blowing. That sounds amazing. I don't yeah. I don't think
0: I have something that can even compete with that. Anna No. no. You you don't have any? I feel like I, as I, I not, like... not like that. Okay. No, I'm going to say okay, what's yours Anna? You you have to have one. Uh, I mean, I have
1: one in in the campaign, our Guidra campaign, and I have mm-hmm. one in the Yawning Portal campaign. So, in the Guidra campaign, we were still in the tunnels, but we were just setting out, and we mm-hmm. had come across the like Doomsday Reaver guy, the yep. like hooded thing, and I had a, a Witch Reaver sword, uh, my long sword. or It's a great sword. Mm-hmm. And it has the ability to, like, dispel magic, or uh, essentially. So, in my, like, death attack, not only did I kill it, but in my head, I imagined this. Like, he had cast magical darkness over us, right? And so, we're, like, fighting it in the dark. Mm-hmm. We're rolling at disadvantage. I managed to hit it anyway. It's the last hit to get this thing killed. And I I You divine
0: smited it, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah i did of course yeah. i did nice. uh and i am like the way that we described it on um, in that moment was like you know i just bring it up over my head i am bringing that great sword down through it the magical darkness dispels and just oh. dissipates as this thing is like destroyed and sucked into like a portal <laughs> where we're about to see a bunch of them are coming out but it, it like just like disappears and that was a really badass that was fucking awesome I will say yeah well done and then my yawning portal moment of glory is the one time that I actually managed to kill a creature using my breath weapon as my dragon yeah (laughs) Yeah. and I I remember afterwards I think it was our uh, our friend Phil in there was like wait were you always able to do that and Clint was just like yes but she's never done it that effectively before (laughs)
0: Um, that, yeah, those both, I was there for both of them. They were great. Um, I think mine, I have two, both of which are with Umbra. The first being when she got a juvenile green dragon at second level to join a fight to save the rest of the party and then (laughs) beheaded a beloved NPC as part of the deal she made in order to get him to join that was a um, that was just so memorable and everyone we always talk about it we talk um, about it all the time yeah all the time sorry yeah um but the other with Umbra this is kind of lame but we <laughs> we did like a holiday uh session in our <laughs> yawning portal or two um uh and uh Umbra decided that she wanted to sing at a cabaret <laughs> like a jazz cabaret oh. that was in water deep and I ended up rolling like maybe a nat 20 or like a natural 19 plus like five on persuasion or a performance and gave this rendition of like, I changed the words to Santa baby and she has like a <laughs> Southern drawl <laughs> accent. So Aww. it was very like seductive. And she just felt like she was fucking Eartha hot Kit. shit in a champagne. She dress. was like
1: dressed and for she, the occasion. She literally <laughs>
0: was Eartha. She was Earth a cat. She was a
2: cat. <laughs> 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 bravo bravo yeah, bravo, so. yeah. Um, those bravo. that was yeah. a
1: really really good time yeah the holiday episode yeah. as i call it was like just a really great time in general it but was that, fun. that was yeah. really fun cool
0: well sarah we are so glad you joined us yeah, oh my god of course <laughs> um well uh obviously we'll have to have you back sometime because you oh, have please. to show us all of your stuffed animals because <laughs> I'm gonna want to want to see them collection. all at some point. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you've submitted like 15 other discussion topics yes. that are all wonderful, and we we just love yeah. to discuss some of them with you in the future. So thank you so much for joining us today. Though. Yeah, you're very yeah.
2: welcome. I'm I'm always glad to share D and D stories. There's too yeah. many to count. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, everyone, you know where to find us? It's at Ron Norder D&D pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. Did you want to plug anything, Sarah?
2: Or uh, If you don't mind. No, uh, not at all. Please. But yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter. Just um, my name, Sarah underscore Boozer, the number one I Um, at on twitter i'm sarah elizabeth boozer on facebook um prison blade gaming has its own twitter account now so you can get updates there learn from our dm message us directly Uh, or publish out the email address soon and prison blade gaming on youtube it looks like a giant crystal pea with a rainbow sword cutting through it uh we've got ghost of salt marsh that just wrapped up uh tyranny of dragons which is based off horde of the dragon queen has wrapped up dakota the next bang based off of dc superheroes is still going saturday nights um and we're um, we've got the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh campaign in the works, as well Ooh. as um, developing more Pathfinder episodes, and we'll hopefully we will publish our take on the new um, what is it, the Rune of the Frost Maiden, that new the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, right? Rhyme yeah. of the Frostmaiden, Thank you. I apologize, but yeah, we're hopefully we'll get that going on Monday night soon.
0: Awesome, it's fun. Nice. That's that's what Anna and I are playing currently mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in our Frostwind Dale. So. Awesome. awesome. Well, well, I will be sure to promote that stuff on uh, on Twitter when we uh, yeah. release the yeah. episode. Thanks so so thank you again, You're Sarah. And- you Yay! Yeah. Glad to be partying
2: with
1: y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We'll see everyone
2: next week. Yay!